How do you think happiness changes over a human lifetime? Take a guess. Think about it. Just to make sure the question is clear, what I'm talking about is how happy do you expect to be if you could graph it? Right? How happy do you expect to be when you're a child? Uh, on average, not just you, just all, all people. On average, how are people happier when they're a child or when they're in their teenage years? And the teenage years compared to their, their 20s, their 30s, middle age, getting older, old age, being elderly, at back of end, end of our life. All, the, all these points, every year, looking over it, when do you think are the happiest times, are the highs, and when are the lows, on average, over all people, when you take out every other factor? Welcome to the With Joey B podcast. Today we're going to be talking about happiness a bit. It's part of our series on how we're wired. Remember, go back to the start if you've just joined us after this episode. And next, though, I just remember a little memory I had of my friend Pat. Pat and I were really good mates at school. And I remember at the end of school, we did these speeches for each other. And a couple of years ago, he found this old speech. He found the copy of my speech I'd done for him at the end of our year 12 graduation. And he sent it to me. And he put a caption on it. And caption said, simpler times. Which was really sweet. And it's so true. I remember when I was at school, I fantasized a lot about, you know, being out of school and the joys of being able to eat when I want, go where I wanted, do what I want, start a cool like film career, have that freedom. And when I was a little kid, I remembered I was just excited to be in high school. Um, so I could, you know, chase girls. No, I wasn't going to chase girls. Girls were going to chase me rather. Let's get that straight. And just do high school things, go out, go to parties, drive, do all the cool things, be older and cool. And it's funny, none of us really ever is good at factoring in what lies on that road ahead. In simpler times, when Pat said that, just makes me think about that, how we don't expect a lot of the things that are going to happen. They just happen anyway, and we often take for granted that joy of being young. And it seems like this good period in our lives that just fades, and we lose that fun as we as we get older. And as a 26-year-old right now, you know, I kind of see that narrative. So that question at the start, how do you expect happiness kind of mapped for everyone over the lifetime? How do you think it looks? And I think what most people uh, guess, which if you're listening on the audio, it's going to be hard to picture this, but if you imagine... Basically, this, this downward, this continuous downward, like a ski slope, just going down the whole time. It starts high, you get off the chairlift, that's the best part. When you're young, you can do anything. You don't even have to, when you're very young, you don't have to wipe your own ass. You can say whatever and you don't really get in trouble. Complete freedom, everything. So it seems like this, you know, get off the chairlift, but then it's all downhill from there. As we go, we just get closer and closer to the end, which is sadder and sadder, and eventually we get there. And it leaves 
at some point not much to look forward to. Now that's the expectation. But you know what? Some pretty robust science that finds the absolute opposite. And it turns out, and this is very specific, that happiness, self-reported well-being, mo most specifically, because it's a bit easier to for these science science guys to measure, actually follows a kind of m much more like a half pipe for those who understand the snow, not a downward slope, not even just a half pipe. But really, there's just this there's this kick down the bottom in, in midlife and then actually just keeps increasing up and up and up and up and up as we get older. Right into mid-age, middle age and being, uh, sorry, into old age and being elderly and frail. And there's a, in that blog post, of course, there's always a corresponding blog post uh, which is called The Happiness Curve on my website, www.withjoeweeby forward slash Oh, sorry, .com forward slash blog for the blog. And the article is called The Happiness Curve. You can see the graph. And I learned there, there's an amazing book by Jonathan Roche called The Happiness Curve, which this article is dedicated to, which was a fantastic and enlightening read. Now, I want to explain this to make sure this is crystal clear because the idea, to me, is huge. Because I wasn't expecting this this upside-down bell curve for happiness. And why would we be happier when we're older? So this is controlling for time. So it's taking, it's, it's, sorry, controlling for all factors, but leaving the independent effect of time on average, on the average human life. It's independent of money. It's independent of race. There are subtle differences in different countries. Russia versus Asia is slightly different, but in general, universally, happiness starts high in our youth, comes down, reaches a, a base in midlife, but then starts improving again after midlife, right through old age. When I say independent of time, uh, to use a kind of a comparison, I keep saying that independent of all other factors except time. What I'm referring to is basically if you think about, so if, if I were to drive from my house, for example, to the Sydney Harbour Bridge, it would, controlling for traffic, if I were to remove traffic and all the obstacles and traffic lights and all that, the, the straight line distance, the, the journey, is probably about 20 minutes. But it'll never take me exactly 20 minutes because, you know, there's always something. There's always some traffic no matter the time of day it's a little bit different and traffic lights are, are quite sporadic so just to try and give a, a, a comparison it's taking out all the events that might happen for example if you lost your job when you were 70 or lost lost someone incredibly close maybe or a bunch of people in a, in a particular narrow time frame yes it might make your self-reported well-being lower than the average person at that age. But this is taking those factors out of the equation and looking at over time, how does time as a factor correlate, not cause, but correlate with happiness, with, with reported well-being? And it's a curve that goes in the opposite direction than we would have expected. Why? 
Why indeed? Well, to find out why, I hate to be that guy because this was always me when I was watching, uh, you know, TV shows when I was a kid and see you next time on Digimon and I have to wait for the big cliffhanger in the next episode. But I'm going to have to cliffhanger you after the break you because we're going to talk about this in the next episode. Why is midlife the lowest point on the graph? on the curve and what changes thank you for listening you can obviously sneak peek by going to the blog the happiness curve article um, but apart from that this has been the with Joe Eby podcast thank you for joining us and just remember that if you think of anyone who would benefit from this to share it with them because after all the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others thank you <laughs>